0: Good morning, everybody. It's Friday, January 20th, inauguration day in other years, okay, but not this year, 2023. My name's Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. All right, and thanks so much for being with us today, or any day that you are listening. We know a lot of people listen on the archives. We archive everything over at our home website for our American Consortium for Equity and Education over at ace-ed.org ace-ed.org and go over there you can see our magazine equity and access it's our online journal just click on the cover and links to our other websites and all the information we put over there and you'll see a podcast link every podcast we've done certainly over the last few years and uh, you can just pick and choose and listen as you wish again ace-ed.org today i've got my good friends over at the national association of elementary school principals have uh, introduced me to Dr. Kevin Armstrong, who's my guest today. Kevin is the principal of DuPont Hadley, I want to ask who that gentleman is, middle school in Old Hickory, Tennessee, which I believe is in uh, around Nashville, and uh, he's, the, he's NAESP's vice president. And he has held posts on the NAESP Board of Directors. It's one of our favorite associations, elementary school principals. And this also includes middle school, as you'll learn. Okay? And he's a fellow at NAESP's Center for Middle-Level Leadership. And I like that, the fact that elementary swings into middle level. Okay? So it's really good. It's a national distinguished principal. Let me introduce you to, and let me introduce myself, Kevin. I'm Larry Jacobs. It's a pleasure to meet you.
1: Good morning Larry, it's a pleasure to, to be on with you this morning.
0: Well, it's great to have you here my friend. And uh, I I always like to ask the question when I see a name like this. That's a nice name, DuPont Hadley. Is that one person who was who is that person? If, if it's one person.
1: No, that's actually
0: <laughs>
1: it's yeah. actually two two different families. Oh. Oh. Um, ironically Go we ahead. have a DuPont Hadley Middle School and then about uh 3 miles down the road we have a DuPont Tyler middle school uh it's a long story but uh they they both stemmed from former dupont high school yes is
0: it is is it the duponts from delaware that same family or is it a uh I i
1: believe so uh we we have a we had a dupont plant uh that was about a mile away from here that that really kind of uh fed 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 this area and a lot of people i would say the vast majority of the people that lived in this area worked at the dupont plant there you go there you go.
0: Okay, that's interesting. It's always fascinating. Then I've got to ask you this. Uh, I'm going to ask you about your school, but Old Hickory, Tennessee. Is that a suburb of, of Nashville? What is that? Is that a suburb? What is that?
1: It is a suburb of Nashville. Uh, it, uh the name it. is from Andrew Jackson. Uh sure. and actually Andrew Jackson's home is about 2 miles from here. Uh, uh, the Hermitage straight, straight the hermitage. down Old Hickory Boulevard. So, yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> it's all surrounding around uh and Andrew Jackson and 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 his home and
0: oh, and cool. growing
1: up, we learned a lot about Andrew Jackson here oh, in this I'll area.
0: <laughs> I bet, bet you did in eighteen fourteen. We took a little trip. Now remember that song when I was a kid. I'm older than you. Along with Colonel Jackson <laughs> down the mighty Mississippi. Okay, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of New sir. Orleans. You know, I, I I have to tell you, I'm an old history teacher. When I saw Old Hickory, Tennessee, I looked up a little bit about Andrew Jackson, who I always thought was a proud Tennessean. I just assumed that, you know, the hermitage and all that sort of stuff. I found out mm-hmm. that you're not going to believe this. He was born in South Carolina, okay? And he always described himself as a South Carolinian, okay? Not a Tennessee, which I was amazed at. Yet, he, you know, he's, it, it, when people think of old hickory, they think they think of Tennessee, Okay, but he himself said, "Well, you know, I'm from South Carolinian. Can you believe that? That that burst everybody's no. bubble or what? What can I? I wrote that mm. yesterday. Right? I never no. Knew that.
1: no, no, that's yeah. the first time I've heard that. that that's an interesting yeah. check class. it
0: out. Check it out. You're welcome to get in touch. We'll We'll talk about that. But uh, and by the way, Tennessee should be proud. I don't mean to take away anything from Tennessee <laughs> or Andrew Jackson. Okay, I just found mm. out that goofy little fact. I was astounded by it, okay. I really was. Okay, and Nashville That's ain't a band to sure. to live it. Any any music down there? That's a joke. Okay. Oh. I, yeah, I was about to tell you definitely yeah. yes. There's <laughs> lots of music in this area. With that and Austin. That and Austin, Texas, they're the best. Okay. They're the best. Yes, sir. That's all I can tell you. All right. All right. <laughs> let's talk about all this and I gotta thank uh, Earl Franks, who's director of um the executive director of NAESP, and also Caitlin Tucker, his assistant director, for helping me put the show together. I thank you both guys for doing this. And check out everybody, NAESP.org. Okay, are you part of, Kevin, are you part of Metro Nashville Schools, or are you a separate district? I am. uh,
1: Born and raised here. Um, Went kindergarten through 12th grade here. uh, (laughs) Went to college in the area about 45 minutes away. and. This is year twenty-seven. Uh, all <laughs> with Metro Schools um, wow. as a principal. I'm sorry, as a principal wow. and assistant principal and a teacher.
0: Wow! What did you teach? What did you teach?
1: Uh, I taught uh, pre-algebra and algebra one in middle school.
0: Wow! I'm, I'm impressed.
1: For about, for about I could have
0: used you. I could have used you. Okay. <laughs> I'm so old. I was there when algebra was invented, so I never really had a good thing for it. But uh, you know, really cool. Okay, this is re- this is a great topic. We. You guys labeled this post-pandemic transitions for adolescents. And I went a little further and also added a look at entering middle school, okay? And I got to tell you, when I was a kid, which, again, is about 47 million years ago, dinosaurs roamed the earth, okay? The transition mm-hmm. – I went to school in Philadelphia, another big district, okay? And and when I, went to, when I made that transition from elementary school, okay, to – junior high, in those days, not middle school, it was a very, very tough thing. And it took me literally a couple of years to make that change mentally, okay? It was tough, all right? And I, I, when we picked up this this category today uh, to, to talk about this topic, it really interested me, because we do. you guys are, quote, NAESP, that's your vice president of the organization, but that continues into middle school. And just talk about... You know, how there's always focus on elementary school, the foundation. And then, of course, everybody remembers high school because you're dating really your first girlfriend. That's that's the last part of school you remember. Okay? Middle level is kind of stuck in the middle. Just talk about, Mm -hmm. as you look at it, are we giving middle-level education the importance it deserves? Talk about that. Kevin Armstrong um dr I, I mean
1: to, to be honest with you to, to be honest yeah. with you um i i mean i'm gonna say no but 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 i think if you were to talk to a high school principal or an elementary principal and ask them that same question about their tier that they would say the same thing um
0: with agree. Us being, agree.
1: being in the middle um i, I kind of look at it as like a movie and everyone <laughs> loves the beginning of a movie it's it's the anticipation of the movie you know who the character is going to be and all these things and then and then there's a large anticipation about the end of the movie because, you know, how, how's this movie going to end? Uh, the middle of the movie can sometimes get lost in the shuffle, uh, but but that is where the climax is. And so I look at it the same way with, with, with middle school education. Um, we make great strides here in the middle. Um, this is where students are at the very beginning of, of finding out who they are, what they truly want to do, who they yeah. want to be, um, you know, they go through puberty during this time, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and there's lots of changes. Uh, this is where school athletics come into play. Um, students are part of student government and other things that they that they start here with us and they take on with them to high school and then, you know, f- further on into you know in, in ultimately into the workplace. So, um, so 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 we have a huge responsibility here in middle schools. Um, And even though we may not necessarily get the attention um, that that we, I guess, deserve or or, or feel like we deserve, uh, we definitely make a difference here and and are really um, focusing on pushing out great products as our students (laughs) enter high school.
0: Good for you, man. I like that pushing through, pushing out great products to the high school. I just love that. I hope there's. I have a feeling there is a lot of coordination between. Again, you're in the middle between the elementary schools and you, and between the high schools and you. Okay, it's just great. I, I, you know, and you, your your description, okay, of being in the middle of a movie. I was thinking, it's like, you're like the third quarter in a football game. Not men. People pay less attention to the third quarter. They wait for the half. Exactly. That's elementary school. But, but third as a former quarter, coach,
1: you can yeah. you can surely lose a game in the
0: third quarter if you're not. You careful. sure can. Okay, and if you start to fall back in the third quarter, okay, it's going to be a pretty rough fourth quarter for you. Okay. Correct. So so I I loved I loved your analogies there. Okay, it was great. And let me and you said something else that really struck me. You know, the 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 kids are going through puberty, etc. And I I was a junior high school teacher for years. And when I was when I was taught to be a teacher in education school, they never they focused because again I was a history teacher on teaching me how to teach history. Now this was years ago, but they never taught me about what a junior high school kid was like. All right. Now, of course, I had bid one, but you forget about that pretty quick. OK, but teaching them is a lot different than being one. OK, so here I am. I'm 22 years old. OK, and I'm thrown into, you know, a junior high school. and I did very well. I liked I loved teaching there and all that sort of thing. All right. But my question is, I was never trained about these kids. All right. And These days, are teachers being teachers for middle school teachers? Are they being trained? Sure, or maybe I should ask it the other way: Should they be trained more about the 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 child development than they are about the subject matter they have to teach? And you know, a a stronger balance between the two. What are your thoughts on that, Kevin?
1: Um, I I think that you have to have a combination. Uh, We do a really good job here with, with social-emotional learning, SEL. Good, um, good, And that is Thank a you. breakdown of, of, of the child. Um, we, we say here that, you know, DuPont-Hadley is a child's second home. And with that, you know, we sure want to make is. sure that they feel comfortable here, that they feel loved, appreciated, that they're safe. Um, and I think that, you know, that they have a voice in, in some of the decisions uh, that we make here at school. So nice. we definitely do surveys nice. with our students to find out you know, their their interests, their likes and their dislikes. Right. Uh, because, you know, you, you, you have to build relationships with students before they will ever turn turn their brains on to really intake what you're trying to point across as far as instruction is concerned. And so um, we have to build we have to build build relationships first and and then we can teach students. And so with with training up teachers, it's twofold. Yes the instruction
0: I lost you for a second, Kev. I lost you. Relationship stability. Uh, you're you're, you're, you're so again, uh, bouncing you know, out every so often. The instructional fees. the SEO. Kevin, can you hear me? Kev, can you hear me?
1: Yes, I'm here.
0: Okay. I, 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 yes, what I'm What you here. were just saying, we lost a little bit of that. It kept going in and out. Would you say that again, please?
1: Sure. Um, again, I, I think it's it's twofold. It's the instructional piece, and it's also the SEL uh, piece, and making sure mm-hmm. that that our teachers are are trained in both. Um, you know, definitely Good. they need to be trained in their content areas, but they also need to be trained uh, just as much as um, in, in in their SEL uh, competencies, and and just knowing that again, as, as I stated, uh, middle school is a child's second home, and um, we want to make sure that our students feel heard. Uh, that they feel safe, loved, cared for, and, and, that, and that they know that they have people in the building that they can go to and, and have conversations with, um, you know, if need be.
0: Let me, let me throw the question a different way to you. And I, what you just said is extremely important. We're, we're big believers in social-emotional learning. We think it's so important, as do most superintendents and principals <clears throat> these days, especially since the pandemic. All right? Um, how are your teachers trained in SEL, do they understand, and I'm sure they do, but I just want to ask It do they understand the importance of this and the balance of it into incorporating it into everything they're doing? Because the, these kids are at a very tough age, and you add into that the challenges of the pandemic. Some of these kids, are they, they, never, they never finished elementary school. They were in fourth grade, and all of a sudden, there's two years of online learning or whatever it was in Tennessee, and then bingo, now they're all of a sudden in a different school. All right, it's hard, okay, and th- that that takes a lot out of teachers. All right, talk to me about how the teachers are dealing with this, okay, and how you, as the principal, are training your teachers to deal with it. I think it's great.
1: Um, the I guess three things that I feel like that that we do a really good job here on our campuses. I bet you One, do. One, um, our students, um, um, our teachers are trained. Um, on morning meetings, we have morning meetings every morning, the first 15 minutes of the day uh, with, with, with their homerooms, and that's, a, that's just a circling up activity where the, where the students have an opportunity to talk about, you know, how their morning went, how their weekend went, um, is there anything that they're anxious about, anything that they're nervous about, um, and so uh, it, it's, it, it's, it's really a family um, aspect in the morning and, and the students can be very open and candid at times and talk about, you know, that their dog passed away or that, you know, their parents are going through a divorce and things like that. And so they have an opportunity to, to, to really, to talk about things that, that normally, that they would be carrying. Uh, but of course, you know, you, you have to train your teachers on, you know, I mean, what can they handle, what needs to be referred to the counselor, what needs to possibly be referred to to an administrator. Um, the second thing that we have here is, is is we are a restorative practice school, and so uh, we, oh, we we have a restorative good. practice assistant, which is a full time position. Uh, mm-hmm. We we have a restorative room that has you know soft you know, sofas and and mm-hmm. and you know dim Lovely. lighting and bright colors and things like that. And so if we have students that are having a bad morning or or maybe got into an argument with their with their parent, getting out of the car or students are in conflict over a, you know, over a video game, maybe they got into it online over Fortnite the night before, <laughs> yep. and, you know, thinking yep. about fighting or what have you, um, they have a place that they can be referred to and sit down uh, with, with the restorative practice assistant and mediate those things and, and prevent future conflicts and really training kids on how to deal with conflict because, you know, con- conflict is something that, that's real and it's going to happen. Uh, but 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 we do a really good job here of training our students on how to deal with conflict, and they know that they have an avenue to choose, um, you know, to to try to square those things off. And thirdly, we 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 have a youth court here. Uh, we have the first middle school youth court in the state of Tennessee. Uh, we've had it for about eight years now. What is and that? And so we 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 have a we have a fully student run. Uh, court system here and and uh, myself and my assistant principal, we have the ability to refer stu- we we have the ability to refer students to youth court uh when when we refer students to youth court, then we are giving up the right for suspension, and everything is 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 restorative so uh, if a child took a sharpie marker and and wrote on the walls in the bathroom or what have you, and there were three witnesses uh the youth court would interview the uh, the, the the perpetrator and the witnesses. Um, and find out what what happened. Uh, the student has an advocate, a student advocate, uh, who, who advocates on their behalf to make sure that all of all of the discipline codes that are coded by us are done correctly. Um, and, and then it's a fully student Oh,
0: I lost you again, Kev. Kevin. Oh, I think we lost him. Although he's still up on the board, everybody. I wanted to hear the rest of that about youth court. Kevin, if you hear me, call in again. We cannot hear you. Kevin? Well, I hope he calls in. He's still, the board's still lit up, ladies and gentlemen, as though he is uh, still there, but uh, I can't hear him. It's, it's gone. All right, so uh, he probably doesn't even know this is happening. He's probably still talking. He probably can't hear me. All right, Kevin, if you can hear me, hang up and call in again. I'm going to cut off your line. Okay, I'm going to cut off his line. Hopefully he'll call right back in. This is very interesting. and What I wanted to ask him, this has changed after the pandemic. Okay, the things he's doing are just, it's just wonderful. It makes the kids very cool. And, and I was also thinking when he was talking about the youth court, when I was a kid and I went to school, a tough school in Philadelphia, the, the kids on the youth court, the other kids didn't like it if they were being disciplined. Okay, yeah, especially by other students. So, you know, how do you handle that situation? It's really, it's really interesting stuff. Um, I, I'm going to also get into. We may have to redo the show again. All right. Um, there, there is a center for. Oh, he's back. Let me get him. Hold on. Hold on. Kev you there? Yes, I'm here, Kevin. Hi, we lost you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you. You just you just all of a sudden stopped. I think you, you lost the call for a second. I apologize. You may have to go back over that. You were talking about youth court. And I was saying, you know, if the kids who sit on the court, the judges, so to speak, okay, how do you handle that if they have to discipline a fellow student? Well, how does that other student react to that? In, in my day, the other one could beat you up after school. You know that story. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. So how's right. that? How's that? Yeah. How's that work out? How do? I guess the thing is, how's the respect level? Do the kids respect the system? Because I think it's a great system. Okay. But how do they, how do the kids um, do with
1: it? So so that is part of the training that 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 the court um, goes through is that you know I guess I, I guess it's kind of cliche that you know what what goes on in youth court stays in youth court, and so <laughs> the students are trained to to not uh, discuss. Things um, and you know deliberation and all those things that that mm-hmm. that that wow. took place in court um, and the outcome wow. and because and 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 I guess because the outcome is never you know a child is suspended um, and the outcome is always restorative um, then I think that that really helps soften the blow uh, but, yeah but yeah if I, I think we we've had youth court here eight years and I've never even heard of a situation where someone was, you know, um, you know, sent to youth court and that there was a problem afterwards because wow. you know wow. this, this student depressed. said something to someone in the court or anything like that. Uh, we also uh open it up to parents and if you know if a parent's child is 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 being uh you know sent to youth court, the parent can attend the session and that's happened before. Uh, but, but the what no. I love about it is the things is the things that teachers and other adults are trying to get across to students sometimes it doesn't connect, but when they hear it from their peers yeah. and how me taking a sharpie to the wall, how it disrupted the flow of the hallway because. Maybe they had to close the bathroom for 15 or 20 minutes to clean it up, and students Mm -hmm. had to walk to the other end of the building to use the bathroom, and how all of these things connect. And they hear it from their peers, Um, and maybe it's a student that's in a grade above them or below them. Maybe it's someone who's actually in their class, but when students hear it from their peers, uh, it tends to stick a lot more um, than, than just hearing it from us all
0: the time. Well said, my friend, and boy, that, that's great news that the, that the system works. Let me say it that way. It's just great news that the system works without the retribution, shall we say. I, I think it's just great. Yes. I want to swing the conversation. You're very involved okay, with NAESP's Center for Middle-Level Leadership. All right, and these things that we're talking about today, I'm sure you share with all your other folks, but there was an interesting point brought up here uh, when I was preparing the show that there's a, a they have a leaders we need now research component NAESP and they identified what's called a layering effect of responsibilities that principals take over without corresponding support to meet the additional demands you said it before how if a teachers having problems with a child they can send them to the uh, to the restorative justice person they can send them to the guidance counselor but we're getting short of guidance counselors okay so all this these staffing levels these layers of staffing okay they aren't it's hard to find people in there anymore, so how's this affecting you in middle school? You know because the needs are stronger than ever, especially post pandemic okay are, are you are you having trouble? What are you hearing from everybody but what's what's going on with staffing, et cetera, et cetera, and the responsibilities of a principal in in middle school
1: um, um, I'll discuss the the uh, responsibilities first. Um, it's definite Please. definitely been an added layer of responsibility. Um, students came back yeah. with with trauma and 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 lots of issues. Um, you know, many students you know lost family members or lost you know or yep. know someone that lost a family member. Um, and and with that, the same thing you know can be said about our faculty and staff. We had faculty members that lost family members Good or point. or know of people who lost family members and staff members. The same thing. So we had an entire campus of individuals that were coming back with different levels of trauma. And so, you know, how do you handle that? Because the first line of defense are teachers, you know, faculty and staff members, but they're suffering from trauma too. And so, um, and so I guess um, naive me when I came in, you know, (laughs) I I thought that I had the same level of supports that I had pre-COVID. And some of the people that I, that I counted on, uh, before COVID, I wasn't able to count on them as much post-COVID because of trauma, because of things you know that, that had gone on in their lives, and things and things are different. So there was definitely an adjustment period, and a lot more responsibility added on to principals because you know we had kids that 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 that, that needed you know additional layers of support, and faculty and staff members that that were servicing those students that also needed additional layers of support. Um, with that, post-COVID uh, became a huge issue with with finding uh, teachers and trying to hire teachers, trying to hire staff. Um, you know, I guess school districts mm-hmm. are definitely still yeah. reeling with trying to find bus drivers and cafeteria oh, workers, crossing it's guards, board. Like any yeah. any position that that you can think of. Um, you know, they, they were all affected, and so. Um, the 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 first two years were definitely tough because it was very hard to find people and I'm very picky about who we hire here. Um and I kinda had to lay that down to be honest and kinda had to to, to lower my expectations because mm-hmm. the pool mm-hmm. of applicants was was not as strong as it as it had been. And so consequently, you know, just to be honest, you know, we, we made some hires that I probably would not have made, you know, three years ago. Um, That's right, and so I understand know, some of those some of those hires have panned out, some of them have not uh mm-hmm. but but i but but I'm confident that you know this year will be a little better than than the year before, and moving forward um, it, it will continue to improve, but just reading data and and talking to you know folks at higher ed um there are fewer and fewer yeah. people that are walking across you know college stages with with degrees in education, and so That's right um you know, we, we we actually had a principals meeting yesterday, and part of that was we were we, we, we were talking to local universities about uh so, you know certifications for for people and trying to get people certified so that they can you know teach in the classrooms and things of that nature because we are on the very front end of um, of hiring for for twenty
0: three twenty four. Yeah, and you know it's interesting you talk about having a principals meeting, okay, and dealing with the universities. Uh, you're you're all in the same boat. Okay, you're you're all in this together, okay, yet you're all in competition, if I may, your good friends, your good colleagues, your fellow principals, okay, for teachers, okay? Mm -hmm. If you hire a terrific teacher at DuPont-Hadley, which I hope you hire many of them, (laughs) the other principals are not going to get that person, and vice versa, okay? And it creates a real challenge for the district in terms of balancing where people go. Okay, and it's a point, it is just just so tough out there right now. It's just brutal. How do you think it's all going to shake out, Kev? Okay, because principals have to deal with this. What do you think is going to happen? Um, the fu- the, the mean, future, according to Doctor Kevin Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Good luck. Good you luck. You know,
1: hopefully we can. Uh, hopefully we can we can provide incentives and perks um you know maybe it's you know student loan forgiveness for people who oh, you know teach um you know for x number of years yeah um you know um you know maybe it's you know tax free for teachers or um you know think things like that that I think are kind of uh potential low hanging fruit opportunities to really um to really add incentives for people to to want to you know to to not only Become an educator, but to remain an educator, uh, because you know, just just yeah. having people, you know, walk in the front door and walk out two 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 years later out the back door not uh, is, is not, not sustainable. So so we're yeah. gonna have to continue to recruit. Um, you know, for me, I always start start early. Um, I have great relationships with with several universities in the area, and I'm always calling them and asking, like, hey, you know, do you have any juniors or any seniors this year in in this particular, uh, you know, content area or, you know, exceptional ed or what have you, uh, you know, because it's one thing to to, to ask about seniors, which is the obvious question, but there's another thing to ask about juniors, Um, and then I also try to take on student teachers um, you know, when the universities right. ask right. about, you know, having student-teacher placements, I always say yes, because that's someone that you have an opportunity to, to see uh, work, you know, in your building for a couple of months, and if you're impressed, you can sit down and have conversations with them before they leave your campus to go on to the next school, and, and, and we've been able to hire people um, that way as well, but just continuing to be, to be persistent and uh, and and always seeking to, hi- to to find talent, and even when I'm fully staffed, I'm always looking
0: because
1: uh, you. you never know. I mean, I'm like your next email could be you know a letter of resignation from that's right someone on your campus, and and, and puts you in a situation where you're going to need to 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 interview and hire people. So so to so to constantly be in search of resumes and 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 shaking the tree, if you will, uh, to, to try to find. <laughs> uh you, you know good people because you're right we are in competition with our colleagues um, it's a shame and it's because, just, because, because we're all point, looking ridiculous. for you know, for, yeah. for, the, for the same for the same people yes
0: yeah it's just it's just ridiculous um I have to ask, we talked about uh, you know other people, guidance counselors, uh, school psychologists, et cetera, et cetera. That doesn't particularly fall on a school principal. How are we doing with that? Is How's the district, uh, in this case, Metro Nashville, handling that situation, getting all the support staff? And you mentioned bus drivers and and, and lunchroom folks. Okay? I mean, all mm-hmm. these people are important, custodians. I mean, these people are important. How are we doing on that? Um w- I
1: I feel like we were struggling when we first came back from COVID, um, but that has really not not been an issue this year. Last year, I believe we were down one bus. Uh, I believe that we were down one bus uh, pretty much the entire year. And so we had a group of students that had to report to the auditorium every afternoon and stayed there for about 30 minutes while a bus ran a route and came back and picked up um, another and so, um, I mean, you know, that was a burden, and we had teachers that stayed after school and monitored those students and things like that. Um, and that was a situation that, you know, spawned from COVID. Just, you know, just could not find another bus driver uh, to to run this additional route. Um, you know, fortunately for us, uh, you know, we're, we're 100% in terms of our of our buses this school year, and we have well, had um, we haven't had those issues. Uh, but it's it's things like that. I mean, you know, you, you'd be surprised. But you know, if, if our school normally has four crossing guards and we only have three, um, then I mean, I mean, you know, that's a safety concern. Uh, I mean, like um, sure is. Um, Our school district um, had a had a police officer in every middle school and high school. Um, up until this year and um, now we have police op- I have a police officer that splits between four different middle schools um, wow. because, because of staffing, and so yeah, and so you know that's a potential safety concern there So, um, you know, it, it's things that are that are within our control as a principal and then things that are obviously out of our control
0: Wow, it, it's a it's a tough time, and you're doing a great job with all this. And let me ask one other thing before we leave: How are the kids doing right now? Okay, post pandemic, we're two years after. How we doing? The kids at Dupont Hadley, how they doing? Um, our
1: kids are just like all the other kids across the country. Uh, kids are extremely resilient. Um, they are. And I think if if you are if if you are a, a relationship builder, which we are, um, and you're listening to the kids. And, 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 and you're there and you're consistent and you show up every day and you deal with students you know and, and their flaws. and the students deal with adults and their flaws, um, then, then I think you know that, that we're going to be great. This, this has been our best year uh, post post COVID. This has been our best year. Um, our students are coming to school. Um, our, our attendance rate wow. is high um, 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 our achievement. Um, is going well. We've got you know great activities for our students before and after school. We have a before school uh, tutoring program. We have an after school tutoring program. Uh, athletics is going well. Uh um, So we have not seen some of the some of the struggles um, you know that you've heard about you know in, in other schools and in, in other school districts as far That's as great. you know fighting and and. And um, and and all kinds of, you know, violence and all those things. Um, I I mean, our kids come in and and they love their school and they love the individuals um, in the school. And um, and they're doing a great job.
0: Good leadership, Kevin. This was making the difference and good staff and good faculty. I got to tell you, keep up the good work. Thank you for being here today. I appreciate it. And I appreciate the good work you're doing, man. It's good stuff.
1: It's good stuff. Thank you. you. Thanks for thanks for having me on.
0: Oh, I'm kidding. My pleasure. All right. You have a great day. Good weekend. Okay. Enjoy football. Big playoff weekend. Okay? Yes, sir. Have a good one. <laughs> you do the
1: same.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Kev. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Dr. Kevin Armstrong. Kevin's the VP of, um, and you can see why, of the NAESP. Okay, National Association of Elementary School Principals. And uh, he's a fellow of their Center for Mid-Level Leadership. And I love that fact that mid-level and elementary school principals work. They're the same. Okay, it's great. All right, and we're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. Please go over there and see all the stuff we do. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Larry Jacobs. Have a great day. Good weekend, too.